Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. The path to true love isn't always smooth and festooned with freshly cut flowers. It can also be rutted with misfortune and bordered by anxiety, embarrassment and humiliation. Swipe Left, Swipe Left collects personal stories of the unexpected things that happen on the road to romance and tells them in an immersive way using music and sound effects to turn up the humour and the emotion. For those who haven't done much swiping themselves, swiping left's what you do on a popular dating app if you're not that interested in a person. The show's the creation of New Zealander Gavin Wong, he works in IT in London, and English radio producer Claire Crofton. They're a couple who were having way too much fun hearing about their single friend's dating exploits to keep the stories all to themselves. They record and make the show at weekends and in their spare time, and now total strangers are sharing their stories with them too. I'll speak to Gavin and Claire in just a minute, but first I wanted to play you some Swipe Left, Swipe Left. This is Archie telling his story from the latest episode called Breaking Point. So I was living in Edinburgh and I was studying there. I was at uni at the time. I was in my final year and I had just started dating this girl called Gail. Very nice girl who was quite shy. And we'd been on like a few drinks and it had been like pretty nice but like still very very early days and we'd been out on a quite a big night out the first time we'd spent the night in each other's house and that was cool and the next day just felt like absolutely just rotten you know we're just so hungover you wake up really late and it's November time so it got dark quite early it was pretty cold and classic Edinburgh, super windy and miserable. But I always have this approach to a hangover that literally you just have to power for it. That's the best way to deal with it. She wasn't on the same page so much. It was like, I kind of just want to chill and eat food and watch TV or whatever. And I was like, no, 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 let's go. Let's go do something fun. Let's go out in the sun. And she was just like, oh, I mean, do we have to? I was like, yes, we have to. We should go out. So I suggested that we go for a walk up Arthur's Seat, which is the big hill slash mountain in the middle of Edinburgh. I was definitely keen to impress. I was definitely like, I want to show this girl what I'm about sort of thing. And, you know, being quite an outdoorsy person, I thought oh, I'll take her into my element. Because I'd stayed at hers, I didn't really have any of my warm clothing and it was quite a cold day. I just was still wearing what I'd gone out in the night before. So also feeling a bit gammy and whatever. We set off on the walk and she's actually like pretty bloody hungover. And I'm I'm usually quite cheery and just can't stop chatting when I'm hungover, but she's not really the same on the same page. And she was very quiet, looked a bit pale and didn't already didn't look very well. So I was like, all right. 
But there's also quite a rough track. I kind of like persuaded her to do it, even though it'd been raining like the day before and it was quite muddy and she didn't have very good shoes on and neither did I, but I was just like, oh, it'll be fun and it would be like a team bonding exercise. So we got up, we sat and watched the sunset. Me being a bit of a science nerd, I was like, oh, did you know that you can watch the sunset twice? If you get on my shoulders, I can show you what I mean. And she was like, no, I'd really rather not. I'm not feeling too good. And I was like, no, it's fine. Get on my back. I'll give you a piggyback and then you'll be able to see the sun again, like, even though it's set. Which is like, when you think about it, it's super obvious. I don't know why I thought it would be like a clever chat up line or whatever. Anyway, she gets on my back and I'm like, eh, like bouncing about. I took one step, two step, and then the third step. Bam! Like, I really, like, landed on my bum. Oh! And I look at her, and she's not really moving. She's kind of looking down at her boot, and then she wouldn't say anything. And I was like, oh, your shoe's come loose. Like, your shoe's come off. And I, like, go down to grab her shoe, and I feel it, and I realise it's like, oh, shit. Her shoe hasn't come off at all. Her leg is completely snapped. It's, like, completely broken. She's like, all right, stay calm. Everything's fine. We're going to sort this out. Can you feel your leg? Is it okay? And she was whimpering at this point. Yeah, it really hurts. If you just wait here, I'll give you my jacket and I'm just going to go see if I can find someone. And there was quite a few people because it, granted, it was a beautiful sunset. So I run off and I do this kind of very, like, awkward British thing. Um, does, does anyone have any kind of medical experience here? Sorry to interrupt you. There are lots of people doing these kind of like romantic sunset views with their partners. And there was this one guy, David, and he said, uh, yeah, I'm a dentist. As if like it was his time to shine. In my head I was like, well, 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 I'm sure he's got some kind of medical qualifications that'll do. And I was like, okay, cool. Listen, I'm just with this girl. And at this point, we definitely had not defined what kind of relationship we had. So I'm like, I'm with my friend and she's hurt herself. Could you possibly give me a hand? And I think the way that I said it, it just sounded really odd. He probably looked at me like, what have you done? And so he comes over with me and I was like, oh, I've brought help. <laughs> I've brought a dentist. And she's like, <laughs> great. He was like, yeah, I've never really sort of been in this situation before. I was like, well, hell, no one has. Like, <laughs> She was like, I want to call my flatmate. And I was like, yeah, yeah, fine, we'll get him on the phone. It kind of like has an open heart to heart with her friend on the phone. Connor, I'm stuck, I've my leg and I'm with this guy. And I'm in a T-shirt, by the way, because I've given her my jacket, so I am freezing. I am absolutely freezing. And David's there, the de David the dentist, and David's kind of like, um, right, I think our best option is to lift her. And we lift her up. She's kind of like, no, 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 stop. Like, I just think it's time to call 999 and see if we can get some support. So I call up 999, and obviously I get taken to like a central calling centre. And they're like, 999, uh, what's your postcode or something? And I was like, uh, well, I 
don't know. I'm on top of Arthur's seat. And they're like, what's that? And I was like, uh, it's the, like the big recognizable mountain in Edinburgh. And they were like, well, we're in Birmingham. We don't know what you mean. And I was like, okay, well, uh, I, it doesn't have a postcode. I'm just in the big park. Like I'm at the top of the hill in the big park in Edinburgh. But they were quite insistent. I got a postcode. So I remember just like hanging up. <laughs> and 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 Gay were like looking at me like, oh, did you get one? I was like, no, I need to give them a postcode. And she's just looking at me like, what kind of numpty are you? But eventually I found that there was like some cottage at the bottom of the seat. So I called back up and I was like, this is the postcode, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, okay, fine, we'll call Mountain Rescue. And I was like, well, couldn't we have done this before? If you knew, I told you I was the top of a mountain. Holy shit, I've seen this before. I've seen this when I was a student, like helicopters flying over Arthur's seat. And I usually think like, oh, what kind of numpties had an accident in Arthur's seat? And I was like, oh no, this is me. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be at the Edinburgh Evening Standard or something. <laughs> I'm not going to make this about me. Obviously, I was trying to like, look after this girl, Gail, who was having a terrible time. I just remember seeing something on TV. I was like, well, when someone's had an accident, you've really got to just keep them engaged and focused on something. And I was like, all right, let's just use this as an opportunity to get to know each other. Mostly try and keep her talking and like talking to me. So I just remember just asking her loads of things like, oh, what's your favourite colour? What's your favourite food? Oh, tell me about your first kiss. So Gail, like, um, you know, do you have dogs? <laughs> In a way, it could have been like really romantic if it was another situation, just because of the intensity of it, but it definitely wasn't, it definitely wasn't. We're just waiting there for about 40 minutes. There's no sign of a helicopter. I'm like, what, what is going on? And then I just like see this lights coming up the hill. I don't know, what is this? And I swear to God, it was basically like a moon buggy with what at the time just looked like these astronauts coming up the hill. <laughs> and they just like put her in this mega duty sleeping bag and then just like stuff her full of laughing gas. And then she just starts like giggling uncontrollably. And so we go down and uh, it's like really muddy and we're sort of like going down and we get down to the track and there were like two ambulances. It was quite a big operation. She's like completely delirious and can't really answer any questions that they need to do for like their form filling. But the first question was, oh, and what, how do you know this girl? And at this point I'm like, uh, she's a friend? Well, whatever it is, it's probably over now. Eventually got taken to the hospital. She actually had to get an operation on her fibula to get it fixed. But yeah, and then we ended up dating for like nine months after that. And I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know how she forgave me for that. But uh, yeah, that's the story about how I broke a girl's leg on pretty much one of the first dates. And then she still has a scar, like, on her thing. So I remember saying to her, like, well, you never, you know, even if you break up, you're never going to forget me, are you? <laughs> to me, the best chat-up line of the entire series, 
do you have any dogs? <laughs> I just, I love it. I love it. This story is incredibly unique. I, I've never broken a girl's leg before and ended up dating her. Thank you, Archie, for telling it. I love the way that throughout this crisis, while this poor girl is shivering with a broken leg, with her fibia sticking out her skin, Archie's main concern is whether he's going to look like a numpty in the Edinburgh Standard. <laughs> Not that it's about him. Yeah. I can imagine that David, the dentist, tells this story at every dinner party and he's like the hero of the situation, which he kind of was. So like, big up to David. Archie's story called Breaking Point from Swipe Left, Swipe Left, and the couple who make the show, New Zealander Gavin Wong and radio producer Claire Crofton, told me how they first came up with the idea a few years ago. We were on holiday in Portugal and we were thinking about how we could collaborate on a project together. And I'm in IT and Claire is a radio producer kind of making documentaries. And, and we came up with this idea of a podcast where we could collect stories from people online on a on a website and have people interact with these stories and vote and comment on them and then we could use the stories that were posted on a website to then generate content for the podcast and that would be this kind of self cycling process where we would generate more stories and then and then we can turn them into podcast content as well and and we were maybe in a relationship for maybe four years at that point we had a lot of single friends and we we kind of clocked that every time we met up with them, we would really grill them on their love lives. And they all had really awful but fantastic dates to talk about. And we thought, this is golden. This is gold. And, and we just love being nosy as well and asking really inappropriate but you know, questions that you just really want the answers to. And, and it's kind of like, it's catnip to people in relationships, I think, because you live vicariously through your friends. Like, you can't go on these crazy dating adventures anymore, so you outsource it. So that's kind of, that was the genesis for the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair summary. And I think relationships are this gold mine of awkwardness that sometimes... I think it's great to share in them and, and come to that common understanding that it is just all really awkward and we're all f fluffing mm. our way through it. Yeah, muddling, muddling through. You guys didn't meet using Tinder or anything like that, did you? No, we didn't. So I think that was also part of our fascination that we, we kind of got together. Before those apps were really popular, we met mm. in Edinburgh in Scotland and I think it hadn't quite hit no, no. I think it was still that phase where internet dating was a little bit like, hmm, people didn't oh, that's talk interesting. about it. Um, um, and then so I think when it sort of really kicked off, we were just fascinated by it. And there's something kind of counterintuitive that the, the free pass that a mic gives you to ask really intrusive questions. We really enjoyed that because we could really be nosy and ask those questions. But it's one thing, I guess, sharing a story with friends over a drink in the pub. I guess it changes the dynamic a bit where you suddenly turn up with recording gear. Was it difficult to kind of move from an informal chat into actually recording something? Was that a challenge? I think so. Like, I think people in front of my, a microphone do get a little bit more nervous than you otherwise would like. But at the same time, I think it, 
these are stories that people have retold again and again, and it and it's about getting people into the right mood to then retell the story. And I, I think it's, it was an interesting process for us because I think we would get people to tell the story first, and then we would ask some questions or get them to retell parts of it. And then I think in the second telling, it becomes really natural. And I think another thing to say is we we were never recording these in studios. Most of the people that we interviewed for the podcast were, were actually our friends or friends of friends. So we'd invite them over for a drink. We'd cook them dinner. <laughs> we'd kind of, yeah, get set up in our little kind of makeshift studio. And, and it created quite an intimate atmosphere, I think. Like the first telling, as Gav said, was maybe a little bit awkward, but there's something about that intensity. There'd be three of us sat on the sofa <laughs> kind of, uncomfortably close to get the mic you know really nice and close and sort of I suppose we didn't want to say anything to interrupt them so you're kind of staring at them yeah and Claire laughing at bits yeah I just couldn't resist resist. (laughs) yeah I just couldn't resist I I'm yeah I got the giggles quite a lot which yeah we tried to cut out but then we were like no it's uh, (laughs) hopefully endearing yeah, well, let's hope because I couldn't, I couldn't manage you to cut it out. It. But yeah, no, I think, I think people enjoyed it once we got into it. And and a lot of times people would remember things kind of spontaneously, didn't they? They'd be like, yeah. "Oh God, I just remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another thing. There was this dentist there, yeah. and uh, and that was quite thrilling to see people sort of re-remembering flashbacks from their <laughs> traumatic dating history. So it was a case where the story almost improved in the retelling. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> And did that idea that you had, Gavin, of, of having stories up on the website and people almost voting for them, and was that something that you that you experimented with as well as getting these stories from your friends? Yeah, definitely. So um, the website's been up for probably a year and a half now, and, and we've had, you know, complete strangers posting stories on there and, and emailing them in, and it's been really exciting to see that kind of grow. And that was such a buzz, wasn't it? Because initially we... You know, initially it started off as our pet project and everyone commenting was, you know, our friends and family. And then that first moment when we had a a post and we were like, do you know this person? Do you know this person? No, it's a stranger. Someone's interacting. And then it sort of just really took off and it was yeah. it was such a thrill. Are you surprised at how popular it's been? It's exceeded our expectations for sure. In the same breath, though, I'm so honoured that it's done so well, but at the same time, I think when we were making it and we came up with the idea, we were thinking, like, why hasn't this been done before? It felt like a very natural thing to do and it kind of ticked the boxes of mm. what, what I don't know what I want to hear anyway, but maybe I'm generalising, yeah. kind of juicy gossip about people's love lives. And funny stories that only improve in the retelling yeah and we felt there was a gap there didn't we with I mean we're both avid podcast listeners and we felt there was loads of stories about love but they were edging towards more serious Mm. or they were kind of chat rather than kind of storytelling and so yeah I don't know maybe we just ticked a box that we kind of filled a niche that hadn't been filled yet I mean dating is comedy gold like why is it not in a, mind. <laughs> why has it not been mined? <laughs> yeah, and no, I, th- I think that's like um, one of the things about the dating awkwardness is it, it, all these stories are a little bit exceptional. They're, they're not just stories of going on a Tinder date and, and it not going well because the guy was shorter than you thought he was going to be. You know, these are kind of stories where the 
unexpected really does happen. Yeah, things go wrong in kind of quite spectacular ways sometimes. That's right, yeah. Absolutely. And I think we were quite keen for that as well. I think in most of our stories, it's the protagonist taking the mickey out of themselves, with a few exceptions. But I think we were quite keen when we were kind of looking at what was out there, dating blogs and things. It did... We were cautious. We didn't want it to be a shaming, a shaming podcast. No. Uh, we wanted it to stay lighthearted. And, you know, we wanted people to listen who are single and in relationships as well and, and not feel disheartened by it, but feel kind of, oh, we're in this together. Let's be honest. It's embarrassing and awful, but brilliant as well. And if you're on a date and it's not going well, just think it's going to be a brilliant story yeah, later. It <laughs> so It could be a swipe yeah. left, swipe left story <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> that's 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 the kind of uh, comfort we offer our yeah, single friends is. currently. <laughs> what a consolation, Claire Crofton and Gavin Wong of the Swipe Left Swipe Left podcast. And Claire and Gavin are actually moving to New Zealand soon to live, and they're looking for new stories to feature in season two of the show. So if you've got a funny, unusual, or embarrassing story you'd like to share with them, they'd love to hear from you. You'll find their contact details and a great list of some of their favourite podcasts on our website now. That's at rnz.co.nz forward slash podcast hour. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.